Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for September 30th of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHeads.com. This will be the fourth and final week of our season preview. To this point, we've covered both conferences in the West as well as the Atlantic Division, and that leaves... The division the Stanley that, Cup winning the Stanley Cup winning Metro Division, three three years running. Hmm. Right? Will it be four? So, um, plenty, plenty interesting division. And um, we were talking beforehand, and wouldn't you know it? There was some news within the division. <laughs> are you talking about the Scott Darling hamstring injury? No, no, not, not so much no. that, but we are starting with no. Carolina. Almost a good segue. <laughs> yeah. No, but yes, Tom Wilson's a dick. He's done it again. Blindside, mm-hmm. uh, center ice, just inside their defensive zone hit. No need for it in the playoffs. No need for it in the regular season. And definitely no reason for it in the preseason. You're you're a guy that just signed a five million dollar extension, <laughs> five million per year for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what are you proving? Like, what a loser! It's really all you can say. He's a repeat offender now, like a bazillion times over. It's Rafi Torres slash. Matt Cook volume of repetitiveness and Torres eventually got the book thrown at him and Cook had to get it thrown at him by his own team. I don't know. This is such a raffle, you know? I mean, I should sit down and probably just throw it through the through the little spreadsheet I have and see what spits out because it'd, he'd be a four times multiplier by the system and it'd be more than a year. By that thing, so. But the league does not have a four-time uh, thing. Multiplier? Yeah. No, they do not. They, they just do not care at the moment. They, they don't have a multiplier of any denomination. It's really weird. I, I have this feeling that if they lose the lawsuit, they'll have a massive gear change and they'll suddenly be all over it like a rash. But until that lawsuit is decided upon, they don't want to do anything pre-lawsuit that would suggest that they understand that what they've been doing is insufficient. And I, I kind of get it, but it, people's lives are at stake here in 20 years' time when they when their brains are mushed because of some of these hits. So it's, it, it's going to be curious to see what does happen post-lawsuit. Yeah, I do think that's a good point because... If they start admitting things now before it's all settled, that's just... I think they already have enough going against them. They certainly don't want to give up freebies. Correct, yeah. You're not just going to throw it away just because it's the right thing to do. They've never worked that way anyway. So why would they start now? It it would be stupid on their behalf to do it. doesn't mean I can't be frustrated at the lack of uh, movement on this particular topic, but it it just seems logical from that point of view. Yeah, um... So, you still got people covering the Capitals that are playing the same dance that you'd see the Pittsburgh media play with Matt Cook, but Pittsburgh eventually, you know, dropped that act and yeah. and joined the common sense side of, all right, this is, this is fucking enough already. Um, yeah. We're at that point where even people that favor the Capitals should be like, all right, if he gets, like, a 25-game suspension, like, duh. <laughs> like, okay, we, we get it. But I, I still the see is... the defending of it and just a pointless him getting a Him getting a 25-game suspension I don't think hurts them as much as his cap hit would imply it should either. No, so... but I don't want him being paid. No, no, I, yeah, I absolutely understand that that aspect of it. I, I get the there should be a a, a a consequence to him for that. But him losing, missing twenty five games is one of those. Well, that might actually benefit them in regards to the way that he plays. 
him not being grinded down or ground down by 82 game schedule may benefit him in the long run. So it is a for me when you see some of these suspensions, it can become a double edged sword. Yeah, definitely he plays pretty, pretty physical. I guess I would much rather I would much rather see him get the 25 games. But what he did is not tough. It's cheap. Dirty, it's cowardly. Sunquist had nowhere to go. He'd just gotten rid of the puck as a shy. Anybody that says he was watching what he did, he hadn't even finished his follow-through on his shot. So Wilson knew he was right for the picking. And yes, he'd skated across the middle to make that play, but you don't deserve to get whacked in the head there. If Wilson had actually wanted to do that properly, he would have hit him straight through the middle of his body and his ribs. That would have really hurt Sunquist. And Wilson wouldn't have been able to fly by him like he did. So, yeah. I suppose if we keep going on this, we'll go through the Capitals. So we're going to save the yeah, Stanley point. Cup champs for last. W works this time. Yep. Well, so Carolina's the first team. They've been a very active franchise this offseason. Probably... You could argue the most active, considering, um, well, I suppose Ottawa. (laughs) But uh, going in the right direction, active, well, that remains to be seen. New GM, new owner, blockbuster trade. They've kind of covered it all. They have. These guys have been the, this year's the year, this year's the year, this year's the year for this team. And it always seems that one aspect of this roster, if you look, break it down into three parts, your forwards, your defensemen, your goalies, one part of those three has failed them in the last three years. They haven't been able to score even though they produce a lot of shot volume, or the defense has been a little porous and allowed too many high-quality chances, or the goaltending has just been terrible. This year, I don't know which of those three is going to click, which one is not. I heard that Scott Darling just pulled his hamstring in the game tonight as well against uh, the Predators, I think it was. So you sit there and and think to yourself, shit, is it all going to come apart again because one part of this roster can't keep it together? I like what they've got. I love the Dougie Hamilton trade. What do you get out of this team? They'll be battling for a playoff spot if the goaltending's not terrible. Um, I You told me about the hamstring thing, so while I don't know how long that's going to be for, I can say hamstring injuries, not great, especially goaltending. No, and it's one of those things where theoretically, like a, a grade one tear is, is about four weeks. You'd want to take six on a goalie. You'd want to make absolute sure that... There's no chance to, to re-injure that because you don't need him missing the first four weeks, playing for one game, doing it again. You miss him for eight weeks, and you've been relying on P- P- Peter Morazic for eight weeks of the year. Yeah, and um, Peter Morazic, you know, he's had more recent acceptable success than Cam Ward, I would say. No, that is not, not a, a, a shirt thing. There. No, but, and that that's the thing. You might Cam Ward's a sure awesome. thing. Not in a good way. You might <laughs> sure thing the other way, which Chicago are finding out. Um it's interesting because Mrazic's highs are ridiculously good goaltending, but his lows are season destroying. If you've got him, you know, holding the fort for four weeks, they could come out of the gate like last year, playing really well, leaking goals they shouldn't be leaking. And their season's gone. Because this is a tough division. This is this in the central in regards to top end talent and depth through it. Pretty good pretty good division. Yeah, I mean the Atlantic has as good a top end talent, but after it is we were talking yeah, about away. the Sabres being in the hunt for that fourth spot with Florida. So um, when you start talking about fringe metro teams they are definitely a lot higher on that pedigree list, in my opinion. Yeah. So, defense, great. Like, they're up there with San Jose and Nashville. Maybe not quite on that tier, 
but at yeah, the but same if they haven't done this, yeah, like Hamilton, Slavin, Falk, Dehan, Pesci, Van Riemsdyk, Flurry. That's if pretty they, damn good. If, if they have another year like last year, I have a feeling more people... If they make the playoffs, more people will probably give them the respect of throwing them up with those two defensive groups you, you spoke about. They just need to get to the playoffs and, and prove that they can do it there. Yeah. That's probably all that's missing. Forwards, well, it's really going to p- depend on uh, Svechnikov, their high draft pick. And they needed that. They really did. Yeah, that's true. They need some um, game-breaking talent in amongst all of the high-quality top nine forwards they've got. And, uh, you know, top five pick definitely uh, qualifies for that. He was, I think, the first forward taken on in the draft, was he not? I've, He's up there. I, I mean, Carolina yeah. drafted, didn't win the lottery. They might have even picked second. I don't know. But um haven't heard much about him this preseason. Can't lie. I haven't been really seeking uh, that information out. But um, Justin, or it's Justin. You still got Jordan Stahl. Woohoo! He's still really good defensively. Justin Williams, um, you know. I don't know how much more he's got in him. But you go down, and it's just a blah. Blah fest. Yeah, but it's not its not a terrible blah fest, though. That's the thing. It's not terrible. It's just... They do it by committee. And that, I think, is the, the secret to their success. But if they all go cold at the one time, they don't have... Uh, top-end talent score, which, as you roll back to Sheshnikov, you hope that that's what they've got out of a guy like that, that he can be that game-breaker that does something on his own, and they score. I mean, you know, Teravainen and, and Aho have got the potential, it looks like, to, to be good, but to those 24, I think what you see is what you get now. So, you know, Aho might be the one that they need to have do the breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have much more interesting to say about them. No, it's like one, it's said, one of those years. You 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 gotta you gotta do it. Their wild card is their coach, though, who has literally no coaching experience. No, but he's he's tough as nails. So I, you know, I mean, yeah, they're they're going all in on that heart grit stuff. So that's that's really. <laughs> Eric Tulski got a promotion, but then they go and, you know, they're really talking up all the intangible stuff. So there's maybe good, they feel, there's, and then there's that. But maybe they feel like they're, they're listening to Tulski, right? But they have said ever since last year they needed to be tougher than they were. So there's no, no there's nothing to say that they're not listening to Tolski and Tolski's giving them information to go you need to get the puck in these areas and shoot from these areas more and keep the puck out of these areas and have the coaching staff go all right if we have to do those things to score it doesn't matter what method you use to get to those spots as long as you get there so you know it's not because <clears throat> Tolski's still there I'm not entirely worried that they've gone completely the other direction even though that's all they've done in the offseason you're right is talk up the intangible, intangible, intangible. Yeah, and I get worried because the track record of the teams that do that are kind of like Edmonton <laughs> and all the Canadian teams that struggle going yes. into the year. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um it's problematic, I think. So yeah, it can. It absolutely could be. I'm trying to go glass half full on it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so Tulski's uh, vice president of hockey management and strategy. So he's even more than the analytics Spread- now. He's even more than spreadsheet boy. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
that's intriguing, and I was happy to see that. And hopefully they, through their actions, are more uh, through that side than the talk of the other. Yeah, let's let's hope that's the case. Otherwise, yeah, it, it, it feels as though it, it would be a regression, like a massive regression. So, next up, Columbus. Another, um, I'd say a probable playoff team. Yeah, but a team that's in a massive amount of flux, considering two of their most important players look like they may not even come back after this year. Yeah, I suppose I wasn't thinking about Bob, but Panarin probably won't last the year. I, I, I well, put that... it this way. They, they're in such a bad spot with that because if they're in a playoff hunt and you trade Panarin, that, that's... Panarin's one of the best players in the league, regardless of position. So you get rid of him, you're, you're, you lose a ton. He's an amazing player. But you cannot lose that amazing player and not get assets back. You just can't. No, that's that's exactly right. And the, the challenge for me here is... They kind of have to go for it this year because they're they going to lose him. I, I reckon what they'll do is... Keep him, make the playoff run, lose him for naught, probably get knocked out in the first round because they'll have to play Washington or Pittsburgh and they just can't seem to get over that hump at the moment and their GM will probably lose his job even though he's just been re-signed. Yeah, I, I can't. Because you can't. I, I, I don't keep him. I Personally, I yeah. you got to look out for those kind of assets. You cannot take a zero. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. It, it really hurts your ability to stay relevant when you're backed into a corner and you just stay in the corner instead of trying to fight your way out of it. It's like a boxer that gets cornered. You're just going to take uppercuts there? Yeah. The chan- chances of you surviving that... I mean, look at how lucky you have to be to win the cup. Like it's, it's a bad bet. Yeah, it's it's well, you're right. It is actually a bad bet. You hadn't actually thought of it in that context, but you are right. Um, like, look what you'd have yeah. to go through in the first two rounds. Let alone the fucking beast animal that's coming from the Atlantic. Yeah, it's a good point. And then who knows what the hell happens in the West. You, you you get Nashville, Winnipeg. Shit, who knows what kind of trade San Jose makes during the year to get even better. They are going <laughs> they are going all in. Yes, yeah, so they've made no secret of that as well. Like they have to, and they're that's a team that went all in and made sure they had their players locked up that meant something, even if it was to a fault. To go in now. Columbus, you know, actively traded for their guy. And their guy doesn't want to play there. Yeah, and... Which which sucks for them. I mean, I I don't think they've done anything wrong here, and I don't mean to imply that. But the situation is what it is. Yeah, and you've got to try and make the best of a bad situation here, which is hard. I mean, they need him to get the to get the luck in the playoffs to, to get as far as they want to get. Um, but you're right, he shouldn't be on that roster after the deadline. And if he is and they don't win it, I can't see them keeping I can't see the management keeping their job. And the other thing is, I mean this team might make the decision for him. If they start out of the gates badly, then Kekalainen can just do what he needs to do. You know, you could even go, well, Bob doesn't want to stay either from the sounds of it. It's an interesting quotes have, have come out of his mouth. But if you um, if you do it early and you know that, like, he's not going to play, and if you do it early enough, the chances of getting it high-caliber assets of a player like Panarin, and if you don't do it at the deadline and give the other team a longer sample, you know, you might even get futures. And a useful person for the now. 
Not not a game changer, obviously. But I would I would trade him to Ottawa for um for Duchesne. <laughs> uh, Duchesne's expiring too. I know. Yeah. But you've got more chance of re-signing Duchesne than you have of um people. Panarin's not going to re-sign, and the way Ottawa's going, you could make that trade because he he does not want to be. Apparently, he does not want to be Central America. He wants to be on the coast. That's. You know what you, you hear around when people talk about it. So I think he wants a, a big city. Yeah. So you're not going to Ottawa for that big city feel, are you? But it's the capital of a country. <laughs> right, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to stay away from shitting on Ottawa. I think we I did a good enough job of that in the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, they don't deserve. Uh much more than we gave him. But uh, I, I think Panarin would do Chicago. I don't know how that cap would work, but when when you say coastal, I think it's more so big market or, like, really nice weather. So Go to San Jose. Boy, that, that would be bold. If they had got Panarin, they'd be one of the favorites. Absolutely. They'll make the playoffs. Well, I was about to say confidently they'll make the playoffs, but depending on that that move, it, it it's tough. Like you said, no fault of, of the, the Jackets. They've tried to resign. They've tried to get him on board. Hasn't been interested in doing that. So it, it, it sucks. I mean, we might get to see Tortorella blow up because his players disgruntled and Tortorella's always good entertainment in that aspect. But you kind of hope for the franchise itself that it all kind of sticks and stays together. Well, this roster, nobody's breaking the bank. They have a lot of mid-tier, upper mid-tier contracts. But only Panarin, Atkinson, uh, Jones. Well, Jones is a great contract. but And Bob are the only ones that really live up to it. Yeah, stick out, I am. Yeah, I know what you mean. And Bob, they probably want Bob cheaper. I don't think Bob wants to be cheaper, so he may not stay. That's such a tough spot they're in with that. It seems well, like they... as well. Yeah, I know. You, you're going to carry Price this? Because he's... <clears throat> he's been as good, not in the playoffs, but I don't think Price has been lights out in the playoffs either. No, it's tough, isn't it? Like like you said, it's the, this is a tough year for them. Like They've got to do it and do it well, and do it well in the playoffs, not just do well in the regular season and then I mean they almost had Washington by the short and curlies and didn't quite yeah and right they can, they, themselves, they can console themselves in the fact that Washington won the whole thing but they still didn't get out of the first round did they so <laughs> nor the last two years yeah so you know it's, it's it is tough team. they always have to play the Stanley Cup champ yeah, I mean, and this is a good team. Like, no one's arguing that, but they're in a bad division for them to be good. Um, yeah, pretty much. So, you know, it's easier to be good in the Atlantic because there's three clear-cut teams and then the rest. So if you have a couple of bad weeks, you know, you're probably going to have a little bit of a buffer to be able to, you know, stay in that third spot and, and make the, you know, definitely make the playoffs. So... Um. Yeah, the competition in this division is going to drive the teams to be better. I think. Yeah. So yeah, Panarin's really the big, big takeaway here. You never want to lose a game changer for nothing. <coughs> well, speaking of which, the New Jersey Devils got a game changer for nothing. Yeah, sorry, Larson, but yes, for nothing. In the grand scheme of things, they 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 got him absolutely. For nothing, so, and Ilya Kovalchuk's still on this roster. Oh no, that's just his payout value. That's a shame. Um, they got out of there pretty easy. It was considering, you know, it was cap circumvention and all that. They've done well. Yeah, only. Well, two hundred and fifty thousand for like the next seven years or so. For the for the next that's, eternity. That's nothing. No. No. Say what you will about Lou, he does have the leg wrapped around his little finger. 
So New Jersey, can they make a run at a playoff spot again? I suppose they did it last year. If 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 Nico Hisha continues the improvement that they're expecting out of him, and and same with Zaka, so they just require the the natural improved progression with age of their top end draft picks, and yeah, they could, they absolutely could. Um, I suppose it comes down to their back end whether it falls apart or not, and whether Corey Schneider is physically able to stay together. I would say the, the same about Marcus Johansson, although his I think are concussion issues. But he could he he didn't play all that much last year. No, that's actually a really good point, and health is going to be a big one for him too, unfortunately. Uh, Miles Wood, did he? Oh, he did sign. He did. This it's was just Mitch really, that's left. Really recent, right? Yeah, yeah, like last week or something like that. Like it just happened, and everyone's like, two point seven five for four. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Third uh, defense. They're well under the cap. They got to do something there. Well, I think it's the it's the age progression thing again. They want Butcher to play twenty five plus minutes a night and 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 be able to handle that. It's a by committee group, um, but I, and I still say this: if Ben Lovejoy is is playing in your top four and playing twenty minutes a game, you're in trouble. Well, Vatnin and Butcher should be ahead of them, so that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's not much else there. No, no. It feels like there's no depth. Like, I don't know what they've got in their pipeline to come up if they get a couple of injuries, but that's most of the league. Most of the league is like that in their back six. It is literally, let's just pray we don't get any injuries in our defense because going from a bottom pairing to a to a, um, a middle pairing, it's a bigger jump than people realize, I think. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I just I don't. I've never thought super highly of Zajac. He's he's not bad, but when you're at that five point seven five million range, you'd, I mean, you'd, you'd like some offense. There's a yeah. There's an offensive expectation that he doesn't seem to provide, and um, I mean for two hundred and fifty k more, you can have Jordan Stahl. If you want to talk about well, like really good player. And not as much offense as you would like, but Stahl's way better, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I was literally going to use them as a comparison. That is the argument against Stahl's $6 million. But he provides everything that Zajac does, Stahl does better. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but they're very similar to the Blue Jackets in that you look... And, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, and Carolina, you go down that lineup... And it after Taylor Hall, in it, at the offensive end, it's all very meh. They have a couple of players that could really step up this year and, and do quite well. And on, on entry level deals, is great because they're cheap as chips. But you still, you just don't know, do you? Mm-mm. So the good news, they're the best of the three uh, New York area teams, I would say. Or, yeah, or, or have a fair argument to, to be there. Yeah, yep. Yeah, haven't been able to say that for a little while, but yes, they are. Um, actually, you probably would have said that last year, but you wouldn't have expected yourself to have said that last year. No, no, I, I was not very um, pro-devils, as they say. But... The Rangers are in a real weird spot, and the Islanders are fucked. So, <laughs> do we want to talk about said Islanders, or is there anything else you want to add to uh, the Devils? No, we might as well shit on them. Boy, what up? Right? Yeah, he sucks, man. He's the worst. He's totally the kind of person you don't want involved in the sport in 2018. Uh... He Is values saying, he values yeah. the wrong players for entertainment value. He is dopey with all of his 
facial hair and no uh, numbers over a certain whatever. And he, he's a loser. Sorry. Yeah, and I don't think he. I don't think he get. He has the the cachet now to be able to implement those sorts of things. Like when you were when you owned the devils and who the devils were and they were successful, people had to come in and abide by his rules. But quite clearly, he was the man on the outside at, in, at the Leafs in regards to decisions. You could, When you look at it now, you can see decisions that were his and decisions that, that were not his. And he's bringing those decisions here again. So it's It's night and day, and it's perfect for, you know... If you think a certain way, and you were trying to guess how that shake, how it would shake out, oh, it's it's gone, gone that way, and then some. He's just targeting a bunch of negative value players. So, I would give credit to that if I thought they were tanking, but I just I don't buy it. You know? You there? So, yeah, we had to cut away. Technical difficulties, but... um, I pushed mute. Where I left off was um, whether or not the Islanders are tanking or not. Because if they are, then I can see it. If they're not, then it's just... uh, Good for you, John. (laughs) Getting the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So... I I don't... I don't... Yeah. You know, you've got Barzell, you've got Eberle, Andrew Ladd, they're all players that, that can play. Anders Lee... Well, could play as well. Lad, Lad used to be a sure thing. He's not. No, and they're paying him for quite a long time at thirty-two. So, yeah, I I don't know. This team is more blah than yay, and the players that are on there, they'll probably have a lot of two-one losses. Yeah. So, well, maybe not. They're goaltending. For as much as um, I've been pro Grice in the past, um, he's he's hasn't been at that level. But Robin Lehner, um, you know, he had that article about his mental health and all all of uh, alcoholism and stuff like that. So I suppose you could see a nice bounce back um, from him. So yeah. he might, he'll probably be the starter, is what I would imagine. Which is tough on Grice because I thought that, you know, I thought he was a good pickup as well. But whatever the expectations were coming out of him, he, he's he's gone backwards. Yeah. But you know, they they have a tandem there. It's not a a, a superb one. But should be functional. It's going to have to be functional. Yeah, but it doesn't feel to me as though that's their black hole. It feels to me it's every, almost everything in front of it that could fall apart on them. Yeah, it's um, you, you're looking at the defense is. I mean, they <laughs> they just signed Lucas Spiza. Yeah. So, got Boychuk, Letty, Hickey, Pollock, Palash, Spiza, Mayfield. Also signed Tom Kuhnhackel. <laughs> yeah, might be a tanking team. Yeah, I just wish they were doing it intentionally. But Aberley's a UFA. Like, he's just got to be like, well, I could tell you what he should be like. I need to own my destiny for a change. Yeah. And 
go play somewhere where I can get paid but not have my Aprils and May and Junes off every year. Uh-huh. It will be very interesting to see how he goes trying to do that. And Brock Nelson and Anders Lee are both UFAs? Yeah. I mean, this this year... I mean, if Lou, if, if Lou is serious about improving this, this team, he would at some point through the year move some of these guys on and get something back for them. Because, because I see nothing in regards to the way this roster is trending or um, what I... I don't think Trotz is the great coach um, or what that coach is going to provide the players to make you go, you know what? I'll hang around here for another five years. I can see this team turning it around. I'm more confident in the Rangers getting it right before the Islanders do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Nelson and Lee, they're not like total difference makers. You could probably get some nice futures for them. But keeping them around isn't going to move the needle either. No, no. And it, and you're right. You can get some. You could probably get some first round draft picks for both of them from the wrong, from the general manager that has the wrong opinion of their own team. On the fringe of making the playoffs, you might be able to get them to overpay for for players like that. Particularly if the team's so. from Canada and they weren't expected to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I got nothing on them. We'll just, uh, what do we got? Okay, we got half an hour more and uh, quite quite more interesting teams to cover. Yeah, we have one more New York team to go, though. Yeah, the, the Rangers, they're stuck between a rebuild and not. <laughs> the only thing that's holding them back from that rebuild is the guy in net. He's the one thing that can pretty much. He's the one thing that can destroy it, and that's not, and and that is a compliment to how good that man is. It, it's just the reality that when they were good teams and they were getting outplayed, he won them games. These guys are a bad team. He's going to win them games that they probably don't want to win in reality because they do want to be bad. And he wants to be there, so that's tough. Yeah, and good on him for, for you know, he, he loves New York. It, it's one of those things where he's there for as much for the city as he is for the club and good on him for sticking around and, and um, being a part of it because it would be tough. I mean, they were so close to winning it and have always been competitive um, playoff-wise. You he probably won't get another shot at, in New York. I could be wrong, but I, I doubt it with this particular... Um, team and, and the direction they're heading it. Yeah, the roster is pretty similar to last year, aside from, well, Rick Nash obviously was moved, but they they finished the year without him. Yeah, that that hurts because I think Nash was solid his Rangers tenure. But Just um, one of those weird guys that. Did a lot of things right, but just never seemed to produce the amount of offense that you would expect out of him. It was bizarre. So they're in they're in a weird weird spot. Could could I guess compete for that fourth? Absolutely, absolutely they could. playoff spot, but um, not likely. I would say, at least in my opinion. And the one thing that can do that for them is is Lundqvist. That's 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 the the one problem they've got. It, it's like they might be on the fringe of that. Oh, what do we do at this point of the year? Do we do we try and push to make the playoffs in a year that we didn't think we would, or or do we um, you know sort of hope that the team falls away? Then Lundqvist goes on one of those tears that he has for a month, and the next minute you know you're one point out at the deadline. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then Kevin like, Hayes is an interesting player. He's a UFA making five mil this year. I don't think I'd want to pay him much more than that moving forward, even though I do. Um, I've liked him as a player. 
Well, you but, got Zuccarello in the same spot. He's going to want more than the four and a half. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I got nothing else. <laughs> well, the only the only thing I will say about this is is you could pay you could overpay guys like Zuccarello and Hayes at the moment. Mainly because is it really going to matter if because they've declared they want to rebuild the team right they they want to rotate it around and roll it out paying those guys I don't think necessarily hurts them moving forward because like Hates is only twenty six Zuccarello is thirty one I mean if you're paying six for four years or something like that it's a massive overpayment but he should be off the books by the time it becomes relevant for them again if that makes sense. Yeah. So I suppose it just comes down to how it rolls through. But you're right, there's not really much else to say about the Rangers. The last three teams in this division are probably the the most interesting to discuss. Uh, yeah, the Flyers are getting there. They're getting there. They are. Their net is going to be their problem, though. Um... I Neuver, like it better than... Yeah, Neuver already... He, he's never healthy. No, that, yeah, that's the problem. That's... And everybody complains about Elliot being a nutcase. So, uh, it's typical flyers. They, they, they are trying to get it right in net, and it always seems that it just doesn't quite work for them. So, it's like, it just, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. They'll get league average, though, I think. And that'll be plenty. Well, it, that'll be fine. Absolutely. Um, what they... What I don't know will happen is Giroux going to be um, up there in that heart discussion again. Like they can't afford to have anybody go backwards with their output in regards to the guys that they're paying money to. Like getting Van Riemsdyk back, great, but he has to play up to the seven mil. He can't play at a five million dollar player. So they're asking a lot of Van Riemsdyk there. Um, you know, Patrick Nolan, sorry, Nolan, Patrick, God, brain fade, needs to continue to impress. Um, and Couturier needs to give them a little bit more offensive output. And Although they, he did drop 30. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I mean. Like, he's got to stay there, be that guy that... It, looked like he was going to be. He does it this year, then you just go, right, we know what we've got out of him. And then they don't have to stress so much about Simmons. Yeah, Simmons isn't quite the Panarin situation. No, no, no. Um, they could a... keep him and get nothing, and it would be fine. It is a big part of what they are, though. They shouldn't probably resign him. No. Because James Van Riemsdyk was that... You only get so many of those. Yeah, we're going to overpay here, but whatever. And I think Reemsdyke, Van Reemsdyke owns that contract. Uh, they can't do it again with uh, Simmons. Not when, not, not when they are very similar in regards to... They do it a little bit differently stylistically-wise, but in regards to the type of production they offer... And the power play. Yeah, and to throw $14 million at that particular type of role where one of them isn't going to get to play, you know, number one power play minutes, it becomes um, too much money thrown in one area, I suppose. Defensively, they're they're average. They, Andrew they, McDonald drags them back. I was going to say, <laughs> average due to the uh, anchor that is Andrew McDonald. Gostas Bear is great. So it's Provorov. Provorov's very good, too. Radko Gudis is fine. When he's not trying to destroy people? He's he's another Tom Wilson, Matt Cook, functional, good, fine NHL player that just is a stupid head. <laughs> <laughs> Polite way to put it. Well done. Um, but the Flyers are uh, interesting. They're, they're certainly evolving. They were in a bad spot. I don't think they're in a bad spot anymore. No, 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 no. The, the, the process that they've gone through is definitely treating them in the right direction. So um, you, you, you've got to be happy if you're a Flyers fan. I mean, they've only got a few players on big, long tickets, and they're all the players that you'd want those to be. So you can't really complain about that. 
No, Hextall's done uh, pretty good here. So, and that Couturier contract is ridiculously good value for how good he is. Like it's four point three yes. through until he's twenty nine. Um, if he keeps going the way that he obviously improved from the year before to last year, um, that's going to be ridiculously good value this year and beyond. And then you worry about it later on when you have to re-sign him at, at thirty. So, but yeah, they're they're looking good. Yeah, they have a great shot at returning to the playoffs again. Not quite at that um, contender level yet, but they, they they didn't go softly into the night against the Penguins. That, that was a six-game series. Yeah, and good and good hockey too. Like it wasn't like one team was trying to drag down the other. Both teams were going for the win, so it's um it, it, it was good. I mean, look, Carter Hart's the the big the big coin flip for them. Their goalie. Quite clearly, the fans are very high on him and can see what he could provide them. They've just got to try and... Like, the franchise has just got to try and be patient and not throw him in there early because they need him in case, you know, Elliot and Neuverth uh, either can't produce or... But at, but at the same healthy. time, and, and mind you, I don't know... I haven't been following Hart's track to the NHL or potential track to the NHL. But a lot of teams wait too long on their really good young goalies and waste the entry-level contract because they want them to learn behind, I don't know, if, Brian if he, Elliott. If he comes up, he'll, he'll be the guy. It, I, don't think, I don't think Philly will do that. I don't think they'll bring him up and just sit him. I think they'll bring him up so and play him. That's, that's as highly thought of as he yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. If 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 okay. they get injured, like if Neuverth can't play, um, I don't think they'll bring Carter Hart up to sit and watch. I think he'll he'll play as a regular backup, and if he plays well enough, he'll take the spot. I don't think they'll piss fight around with it. Like you, like you're correct. A lot of teams do do that. He'll come up and he'll play. I mean, Matt Murray. Even he, well, that one's different. And I suppose we can move right to that team, the other Pennsylvania team. Memory did have to play in the AHL, but he was like setting, his save percentage was unreal. Marc-Andre Fleury, obviously well-established as the starter. It wasn't like um, an Elliott-level starter there. No, and he'd been there for forever. Like Elliott's just sort of swung in. It's one of those things where you go... The franchise, the fans have no tie to him. You're not going to blow up everyone's opinion. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is a completely different scenario there in in Philly. So, yeah, I, if yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Hart starts for their playoffs at all. So, well, Pittsburgh, uh, they had a really boring off season aside from Jack Johnson stuff. Which is not a bad there thing. There wasn't that much to. Yeah, there's not much to do here. No, and for me, it's always what do you do around the edges when you've got a team like this that makes the difference for you? They're so close, always so close. Um, it's the edges that make the difference, and I don't know whether they got the edges right. <laughs> yeah, um, well. Matt Cullen's going to have to play better than he has the last two years. Not exactly a given with the 42-year-old age, you know? Yep. Um, I think Derek Broussard's going to have a good year because he was had a groin injury, and that's not good for hockey players, believe it or not. Funny that one. I, I was actually uh, surprised at the blowback on Broussard and they didn't get what they thought. And I don't know. He, he, he had a six game point streak before he got hurt. I, I find that everyone kind of ignored the fact that he did his groin. The club didn't really discuss it. Didn't 
let it out that he really had it and were kind of cagey about the fact, even after the playoffs were done and everyone was like you were saying, not happy with his output or what he provided and, well, maybe we might move him to wing so we can play him up the lineup. Um, it's like, no. I don't like that. No. Oh, that defeats I, the entire purpose. Correct. And Because and... now you got Sheehan playing third line center, Colin as a fourth line center. I guess Colin as a fourth line center. Um, yeah, I makes just, is I, an easier um, expectation than Sheehan is the third on a cup caliber team. Yeah, if you have but Sheehan is a fourth, absolutely yeah. every day of the week. Uh, uh, Brian Rust has looked really good this preseason. Yes, I know it's preseason, but um, good to see he's going to have to, um, you know, do he does uh, at three point five mil, fine, fine contract in my opinion. Um, be, and he'll move throughout the lineup. I'll be really curious to see how he goes because I had a feeling they had to choose between him or Sherry. And, you know, he needs to try and reward them and show that they picked the right one. <laughs> well, I don't think they... One, I don't think they made the wrong choice between the two. Two, I don't think it was an either-or because um, they don't need to pay Jack Johnson what he makes that, yes but they you know, did so they forced themselves into that yeah don't get me wrong but, <laughs> you know they could have had both <laughs> yeah absolutely but it they wasn't like they were pinched no well they pitched themselves that's that's it's probably more the i think the thing that frustrates me about that like, we'll get to that i mean i don't as much as i love uh Sid, Gino, and Phil. I, I, there's really not much to say there. I don't anticipate huge drop-offs this year. No, I'm just concerned about Hornquist because he's not going to be playing with Sid as much as he has been. And well, I don't know. Might. Well, suppose it, well, now that Sherry's not there, it's like you're right. It's Sprung probably... is not... It, Sprung... So two things. Sprung is not taking the bull by the horns in the preseason the way that they wanted him to. I was looking at um, some uh, game scores for the entire preseason, like all five games. Yeah. Sprung is, uh, you know, he's at that, he was at the bottom end of the Pittsburgh roster. So it's not the end-all, be-all. It's a five-game sample, but you would probably like to see more than that. But at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's annoying to see, like, when he tries to make a skilled play and gets um, criticized. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't work. And he does. When, when, the, when the gain of that play was going to be pretty good. And the little bit Like a pieces. controlled zone tree. Yeah. And the little bits and pieces that I've seen, he's doing the stuff that everybody said that he was bad at. He is back-checking hard. He is getting deeper in the zone than a guy like him traditionally would because, obviously, he's a winger with speed and wants to break out uh, break out early. So those are the things that, you know, we were all told that they're the things he has to get better at. After that, when you've got the puck and he tries to make plays, let him. Because the, the benefits outweigh the costs, even if a goal does come directly from that turnover, because you want him to go ahead and do that. Jesse Marshall put out an interesting tweet a couple of weeks ago. What do you need to see in Sprong in the first 10 games to make you think, you know, he'll stay or he'll go and all that kind of stuff? And it's like, just play him. Just play him in the top six. Let him work it out. And you will get the benefit of that later in the year than you will early. This team's going to be good enough that they're not going to have a bad start. Even if they do, they're good enough to claw back the points. It's a tough division to do that in, though, but they're one of the reasons it's a tough division. Um, I can't I can't see the value in playing him in the bottom six and asking him to do things that aren't really any skill set. Uh, I'm, I'm good if he's getting NHL minutes. I think top nine's ideal. I would take him on the fourth line. I do not want a plugger, grinder, uh, your prototypical, stereotypical penalty-killing specialist in those roles. 
Uh, I want four scoring lines. I think he would give them the best chance of that. Yep, absolutely. Even if he's not hitting his potential that they were hoping for. But, you know, it it reminds me a lot of the Pouliot situation. And, you know, as it turns out, Pouliot has been given a, a look in Vancouver and hasn't really made a ton out of it. But the point is, with these younger players... Find out what you have. They're not going to be that worse than the, the 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 veteran, vanilla veteran players that they're playing behind. Get your answer sooner rather than later. Yeah. It's almost and, like they're fearful to find this, out this, if they're wrong. But by then, you've screwed your value anyways. Correct. Absolutely. But, so, Pouliot, um, I don't regret my stances on him because I thought they could have got that answer sooner than they did. I also think that they but, stunted what he could be as well. Ignore the fact that he hasn't Well, that's what like I'm worried about eight. with the Sprung stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's 21 now. Right? Guys. What's, what's the scoring window? It's, it's what is it? It's 21 to 24. Isn't that supposed to be the scoring peak of players? No, 24 to 26, but... He's he's getting to an age where there's got to be an NHL sample. Yeah, you I, can't just keep sitting up. Preseason has not given me any confidence that he's going to get a chance to provide that sample. Not yet, no. So other things on this team, I mean, Jack Johnson's with Ali Mata. Uh, Mata had a better year last year, but I'm still not 100% on his, um, like, he needs a good partner. He's he's not going to carry a top four pairing. And that's what they're going to ask him to do. Jack Johnson's going to have a huge leash. So, you know, I there's not really, it's wasted breath to, to ask for a scratch or anything. The best you're going to get is some mild reduced minutes if it, you know, and who knows, maybe it works. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it will because I, I think it will be quality teammate driven and you could have gotten that. Um, you know, it'll be funny if this Ricola kid is useful because they could have saved a lot of money. And then use that money to fill a hole up forward or down back if something goes wrong injury wise it's or, or just have the space just yeah. because it's it's interesting with with Marta in that last year was better than the year before and if he pairs up with Jack Johnson and he, re, he goes backwards well <laughs> what do you do there you've, you've you've burnt two assets basically well you put Schultz back with Marta that's what you do I'm okay with what they've got back there. I'm not okay with Johnson. You know, they didn't lose against the Capitals last year because of their back six. They lost because Gino got hurt. So, yeah, and they didn't have any any. Their bottom six was shit. No, no, it, it was, but they had one line that could score at will, and Gino hurt himself trying to be dirty. So, kind of a little karmistic there on, the, on that injury and um, that sort of did him in in the end like good series yeah. and all that but yeah so well we got uh, we got the champs um, coming up because we only got a few more minutes um, for today so the champs the, you know they are returning a good chunk of players, which is um, always good <laughs> when you won it all. Uh, but Tom Wilson at 5.1 mil, like we said earlier, is, that's rough. Well, I'm hoping he misses a quarter of the year. I mean, he won't, but it's... His net's off at 7.8 million long term is great. The, the, the top end of this roster is, is perfectly fine. The question is, are the guys in the bottom six going to provide enough offense to help out the, the top end? 
I have a feeling that Todd Reardon will play Jacob Varada um, and Andre Burakovsky a little more than they got to, to play last year, which is, you know, I think important for them to, to be... They're going to need that, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, they're a, a lot like Pittsburgh in that not a lot happened over the break, but they don't need a lot to happen over the break. Their best players still have to be their best players. Um, you know, Braden Holtby still has to be awesome. You you just hope that the, the young guys you've got that are, that are coming into the lineup to fill a couple of the people that left play up to at least that standard and, and they're going to be probably winning the division again, which just seems odd that they can be that consistently good for as many years as they have been. And they only had that, that sort of 18-month period where it all went awry for them. Yeah, they are going to be competitive again. Uh, it takes, as we've said many times, luck to win it all. It takes even more to, to do it again especially coming out of this division. But, um, you know, they kept Carlson around. Don't like the contract, but as far as 2018-19 is concerned, um, their power play is still going to be unreal. And he's he's a bigger part of it than most think because he's willing to shoot. And he's got a heavy shot. TJ Oshie is great around the net. And because teams have to respect that, you know what happens on the other side. Yeah, even though you know you've got to get out there. You just can't. <laughs> Carlson's the guy that gives Ovechkin his space. Backstrom's the guy that can manipulate perception on where he's going with the puck. So it's it's a great combination of Backstrom just being unreal on the half wall, but also having um, legitimate threats at, at the blue line that will let it rip. So... Having him back, their power play is still going to be great. Um, always been a fan of Niskanen, Orlov. Somehow Brooks Orr picks back, but you know he'll be on a bottom pairing. So yeah, bottom pairing, he'll be in their penalty kill, which is why they they lobbed him back in. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing about this this team not to like. You know, I mean the only question that you, you have about them is the the joking one, which is. Are they going to be sober enough to play? <laughs> yes. Yes. Curious if Ovi has another 50-goal year in him. That, that would be interesting. Not going to rule him out. No. I mean, it's, it's, I'm curious to see what happens with Ovechkin. Like, his contract comes up, I think... Hang on, is 2021 going to be the lockout year, or is it 21-22? I don't know. It's, it's one of those two. Either way, his contract runs out at 2020-2021. And you sit there and you're right about the Carlson contract in that it's a lot of money for a lot of length. But I have a feeling they don't really care until... Like, they care up until Ovechkin. And then what happens for that contract there, I don't think they really give a toss. They'll worry about anything else after that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he he plays that contract out. That looked to be in doubt at one point in time, but there's really no reason to to not let him retire a capital if he wants to. Yeah, I mean that'll take him through to thirty six. I can see him playing playing on from there. And yeah, it, but it won't be at nine point five. No, I wouldn't have thought so. So. Anything else well, to add to this team? No, because, yeah. I guess Oshie needs to bounce back a little bit. We, you knew that the contract year shooting percentage thing was uh, <laughs> going to be a rough pill for them to swallow based on the money he got in the term. But, you know, when you win a cup and you're in contention window, it's easier to overlook those things. It's yeah. when you're a mediocre team. And you really don't have a look at a cup, and you just kind of do that. So, um, great division, you know, Pittsburgh and Washington up at the top. You've got Philly and Carolina, New Jersey, Columbus kind of in that middle tier. And then, you know, the Islanders are a joke. 
the Rangers are in a weird spot. So there's the Metro. It starts this week. It does. So, um, you know, we haven't done a ton of Penguin stuff the last uh, month or so, including this. I mean, they didn't get too much more time than other teams. But with the season returning, we'll definitely have more to talk about on that well, front. Yeah, like you said, boring off season. The one disappointing, you know, contract signing and the other questionable one. There's not a lot to say. And the proof will be in the pudding now. It's all about to start, transpire out there on the ice. You know, will they be top heavy again? Will the rest of the team Doubtful, doubtful. So, you know, finally get something to get. What will we have? If we do this Monday my time, we'll have, what, two games have played maybe <laughs> for the next podcast through the year something for pretty like much that. every team. So... You know, finally some live action of the eighteen nineteen season to discuss, rather than everything kind of being retrospective or guesses, really. Yeah. So, well, there it is. Season previews, all wrapped up. Woo woo! So, we'll be back, and we'll see you next time. See ya.